Uh, we ask that you turn with us to the book of Ezekiel, chapter number 29, this morning. Ezekiel, chapter number 29. Ezekiel, chapter number 29. Amen. I'm going to give you an opportunity and time to get there. Ezekiel, chapter number 29, and we're going to begin at verse number 1. Ezekiel, chapter number 29. Let's pray. Father God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would have your way in this service, God. Father God, I surrender myself to your Holy Spirit. We pray, Father God, that he would just take full control. Clothe me, Father God, in like a garment, Lord God. And we ask, Holy Master, that you would hide me behind the cross. Let none of me be shown. But, Father God, we pray that your teacher, the Holy Spirit, he will come and he will speak to us. And, Father God, we will know that when he speaks to us, we will be the better. This we ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. <clears throat> Ezekiel chapter number 29. The title of our message this morning is uh, Leviathan the Fugitive. Uh, Leviathan the Fugitive. You will know shortly why we are dealing with Leviathan and the Fugitive. Chapter number 29 begins with verse number 1. Verse 1 says, In the tenth year... In the tenth month, in the twelfth day of the month, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, verse number two says, Son of man, set thy face against Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and prophesy against him and against all Egypt. Speak and say, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, the great dragon, that lieth in the midst of the rivers, which have said, My river is mine own, and I have made it for myself. Now, looking at verse number 1 and chapter number 29, there are some things we need to deal with. We need to deal with the word tent. We need to deal with the word month. The, uh, we need to deal with the word day. And we need to deal with the word year. When we begin to look at the word tent, the word tenth means the perfection of divine order in man. The perfection of divine order in man. And then when we look at the word year, year has to do with revolution or it has to do with time. So it's the perfection of divine order in man. Man exists in time. Uh, one thing about mankind, mankind is only restricted by time. Even though we have eternity within us, yet we are restricted by time. And then it goes on and talks about month. The, the word month there, in the Hebrew, it means to rebuild or to repair or to restore. So we're talking about the perfection of the divine order of God in man. And then when we talk about the twelfth day, the, 12th, uh, the number twelve means the divine purpose of God in man. And when we look at the word day, it means process. So what we're going to look at today is how God, through his divine order, has set and established some things, not only with mankind, but also with a fallen angel. And this is Leviathan, the fugitive. Amen? Now, verse number 2 says, Son of man, set thy face against Pharaoh. Now, Pharaoh here means one that disperses, one that disperses. He's a king. He's elevated. Where is he elevated? He is elevated over Egypt. 
Now, in, in the Hebrew here, this word Egypt, even though we know Egypt represents the world, but the world also brings something else. The world brings troubles and oppression. Troubles and, and oppression. So it says prophesy against that trouble and the oppression comes in our lives, in your life and in my life. Amen? Now, verse number 3 says, Speak and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against the Pharaoh. I am against the one that disperses what? That disperses trouble as well as oppression. Because that, if we think about it, that is what the world does. The world gives us trouble and it also brings oppression upon our lives. But God said, you've got to speak to that thing. You know, the, we said last week or week before last, we have what we say. So when you speak, when you prophesy to, to those troubles and to those oppressions, things will happen. Things will happen. Then he goes on and says, Behold, I am against the Pharaoh, king of Egypt. But watch this. When we first note this, we will think of something that's in the natural when we deal with Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. But look at the next three words. It says, the great dragon. So it identifies that that one that brings trouble and oppression is that great dragon. Oftentimes we talk about how self is our greatest enemy, and that is true. But there is one that's behind the one that's speaking to self, and his name is Lucifer. He is a spirit, amen? So, so the Bible says that great dragon, and watch this, it says that lieth in the midst of his rivers, hmm, which have said, my river is mine own, and I have made it for myself. Now, let's look at this great dragon, because here God identifies Egypt as being that great dragon. So that let us know it has to be something spiritual, not just something in the physical realm. Now, travel with me. We're going to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 27. Isaiah, chapter number 27. Isaiah chapter number 27, because we're going to deal with this great dragon. We need to see about this great, great dragon. We need to, you know, we know a lot of things about God, but we also need to know our enemy. Amen? We need to know our enemy. Isaiah chapter number 27, are we there? Isaiah chapter number 27, verse number 1. It says, in that day, the Lord with his sword and great and strong sword shall punish Leviathan, the piercing serpent, even Leviathan, that crooked serpent, and he shall slay the dragon that is in the sea. Now, Leviathan is a, a symbolic or symbolism of Babylon. Babylon means confusion. It's that religious system, and it's also a god of chaos. But what I've also found interesting here that not only he talks about punishing Leviathan, but he calls it the piercing serpent. Now, this is what really got me. When you think about the word piercing, you think that something that can penetrate something. But when you look up that word piercing in the Hebrew, that word piercing, that means fugitive. Hmm. 
So that lets me know that the enemy that we have, the one that we think is everywhere all the time, no, 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 no. He's a fugitive. That's why he goes from place to place. That's why he tries to live in so many different people. He, he tries to show up. He's a fugitive. He has no home. So what he's, what he's waiting for is for some of us to open up ourselves to allow him to live in us. Amen. He's a fugitive. He is a vagabond. Mm, he's a vagabond. A vagabond is one from, that moves from place to place without a fixed home. Satan does not have. Isn't that interesting? He does not have a fixed home. That's why he goes to and fro, seeking home he may devour, because he wants somebody somewhere to lay down at. He, he's tired. He's, he's restless. He wants somebody to open up and allow him to rest in him. He's a vagabond, y'all. He's running to and fro. He has no fixed home. Amen? So we need to understand our enemy. Amen? He's a, he's a vagabond. And then he, he talks about him being that dragon. He's, he's a fugitive. You know, I, I, thought about, I thought about that show that used to come on television called The Fugitive where the doctor had, had supposedly killed his wife and he was constantly on the run. Do y'all not know that's how Satan is? He is constantly on the run. And when we learn how to speak the words, you know, to him, because he brings trouble, he brings oppression, when we learn how to speak a word, then he will continue to be on the run. He'll show up at the next place. And then the person that's at the next place, we, you all have to learn then to speak a word against, amen, that the vagabond, the fugitive, you know, Satan, we've got to learn to speak against him, amen. Now, let's look at Revelations chapter number 12. We're going to travel a little bit. Going to travel a little bit. Revelations chapter number 12. Revelation. It's talking about this old vagabond. Revelations chapter number 12. Because we, we, we're going somewhere. We, we want to understand our enemy. Amen. Amen. Revelations chapter number 12. Amen. All right, now. We're going to look at verse number 12 in Revelation chapter number 12. Amen? Are we there? Now, verse number 12 in Revelation chapter 12 says, Therefore rejoice ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Watch what it says. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and of the sea. Woe to the inhabitants of the of the earth and to the sea. For the devil is come down where? Unto you. Remember, he, he doesn't have a home. He's a fugitive, y'all. He's a vagabond. So he's come down to you having great wrath because he knoweth that he has what? But a what? Short time. So that's why he's on the run. He understands he only has a short time. He has a short time to do what he's going to do, to bring trouble, to bring oppression in all our lives. He has a short time. Verse number 13 says, And when the dragon saw that he was cast into where? He was cast into the earth. He persecuted the woman, which is the church, which brought forth the man-child. Now, I don't have enough time to get into the man-child because that, that's something different. But I want us to look at verse number 10 also in Revelation number 12. And we're going to re really uh, look at the latter part of verse number 10 in Revelation chapter number 12. Verse 10 says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, 
Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of, of the Christ, of his Christ. For the accuser of who? The brothering. For the accuser of our brothering. Satan, that fugitive, he is an accuser of our brethren. Why? Because he knows he has a short time to do what he's going to do. Amen? And the Bible says he is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. He accuses mankind before God day and night. Now, let's go back to Ezekiel chapter number 29. Going back to Ezekiel, chapter number 29. Going back. Setting the stage for the Leviathan. He's a fugitive. Ezekiel, chapter number 29. When we begin to look at verse number 3, it says, Speak and say, Thus said the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, Pharaoh, one that disperses, king of Egypt, one that brings trouble and oppression. It says, the great dragon. He identifies it because it's a spirit. Satan is a spirit. We can't look at our brothers and sisters and call them Satan. It's a spirit that's operating. Amen. So we got to understand we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against principalities. Satan is a spirit. Amen. So when we want to come against something, don't come against our brother or our sister or an individual. Come against the spirit that might be operating. Amen. So we got to learn now what we got to fall we're fighting against. As long as Satan knows that we're looking at one another rather than looking at him, who is the author of confusion, then he will continue to escape. He will continue to do what he's doing. But we've got to learn it is a spirit that is operating, and his name is Lucifer. He's Satan. He's that old devil. He's the Leviathan. He's that fugitive that's on the run, that, that, that has no fixed place to live. Amen. So we got to understand that. We got to understand that. Now, he talks about the, the, the great dragon that lieth in the midst of the rivers, which have said, my river is mine own, and I have made it for myself. Sound like some pride somewhere. Amen? Now, let's look at Job chapter number 41. Job chapter number 41. Amen? Job Chapter number 41. We're traveling somewhere. We need to understand our enemy. Amen. Job chapter number 41. Are we there? Amen. Uh, we're going to look at verse number 34. Amen. Amen. Now, verse number 34 and Job chapter 41 says, He beholdeth all high things. He is a king over all the children of what? Pride. So if you got into pride, y'all know who your father is? Satan. You see what the scripture says in verse number 34? He beholdeth all high things. He is a king. He rules over all the children of pride. Mm. Now, look at verse number 15 in the same chapter. Job 41, verse number 15. The Bible says, his scales are his what? His pride. His covering is his pride. Mm. His scales are his pride. His covering is his pride. Shut up together as with a closed seal. So I said, what are you saying, God? God said one of the signatures of Satan 
is the spirit of pride. So if we're operating in pride, we can understand that, listen, that's Satan. That's his signature. That is his signature. One of the things that we need to understand, Satan's signature, one of them is pride. In fact, the main one is pride. Amen. So we need to be careful when we begin to operate in, 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 in pridefulness. Now, our pride is not bad. Our pride is not bad. But, but, but when you're caring for yourself or, or want to do well, that, nothing wrong with that. But when there's a boastful type of pride, you know, when it's all about you, then it's a whole different story. Then, you know, then Satan is, is your father. Amen? So we've got to be careful about pride because when it's all about me, it's all about I, what I want, then we're operating in that spirit called pride. Now, let's go to Ezekiel. We're hanging around in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter number 28. Ezekiel, we're back to Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter number 28. Ezekiel chapter number 28. We want to learn about the enemy today. Today we've learned he's a fugitive. He's on the run. He only has a short time. Amen. Now, Ezekiel chapter number 28, and we're going to, I'm going to read, start with verse number one. We're going to start with four, but I'm going to read verse one through for that. It says, the word of the Lord came again unto me, saying, Son of man, say unto the prince of Tyrus, Thus said the Lord God, Behold, thine heart is lifted up, and thou hast said, I am a God. Hmm. I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of where? Of the seas. Now, you remember that we, we just saw where he says he, he's, he, he's, he's in the midst of talking about that great dragon in, in Ezekiel chapter number 29. Now he said, I sit in the midst of the seas, yet thou art a man. Interesting. Yet thou art a man and not God, though thou set thine heart as the heart of God. He says, Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that can be hid from thee. Why is that? Because Satan knows the secrets of heaven as well as the earth. We'll, we'll get there. He knows it's because he has operated in both worlds. He's operated in both worlds. We're going somewhere, so you're going to have to stay close. He's, he's operated in both worlds. So therefore, he, he, he says, the Bible says that thou art wiser than Daniel. There is no secret that they can hide from thee. Verse number four, it says, with Thy wisdom and with thine understanding, thou hast gotten thee riches. Hmm. And has gotten gold and silver into thy treasure. Satan has a storehouse. He has a, 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 a depository. He, 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 he's got some stuff. And you know what? That what he has really belongs to the children of God. And I'll show you how you'll be able to understand why we're saying that. Now, watch verse number 5. Verse 5 says, By thy great wisdom and by thy traffic, hmm, hast thou increased thy riches, and thine heart is lifted up because of thy riches. By thy great wisdom and by thy traffic. Traffic. Okay. He's a trafficker. He's trafficking. Now, when we look at that word traffic or trafficking, it means as a trade, as a peddler, 
or he's an unlicensed dealer, or he's operating illegally. He's operating illegally. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you know he's operating illegally and he knows the both between heaven and earth? He's operating illegally. Now, one thing we need to understand that when Christ came on the scene, now, when Christ came on the scene, the word became flesh. And what happened is the word came through by, by, by Mary. So when, when, when Christ himself came through by, by Mary, because it had to come through by a man, he legally came from heaven to earth, legally. Now, Satan did something opposite. He is illegally operating in the earth, illegally. Okay, now well, how that you know he's illegally operating in his interest way? Now, let's go to Genesis chapter number 28. Genesis chapter number 28. Genesis, are you with me? Are you following? Amen. Genesis chapter number 28. Now, Genesis chapter number 28 talks about Jacob. Jacob is a man that's within transition. But I want to show you something to show you and let you understand that Satan is operating illegally. Illegally. And this is how he's operating illegally. Amen. Even though he's here because the Bible says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth. So he's come down here. He's come down here to torment, torment the children of God. Amen. The church. Now, beginning looking at verse number 12. Verse number 12. Verse number 12 says, talking about Jacob, the man in transition. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of who? Angels of God ascending and descending on it. Do we not know at one point, and we will get to the scripture, at one point, Satan was an angel of God. He was the servant. So, so, so when he, uh, uh, Jacob, he's talking, when he sees angels ascending and descending, that means Satan already knew how to travel. He already knew how to traffic. He already knew the both of two worlds. He, 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 uh, mm, he already knew God, God, God grace, mm, 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 mm. he already knew the connecting of the two worlds from heaven to earth because, see, at one point he was in heaven before he got kicked out. So he knew how to traffic. He knew how to get the riches. He, he, because when he was one of God's angels, you remember that when he said, when, when, when the situation about Job, and, and God asked the Satan, he said, where, where are you coming from? So he says, when the sons of God came along to, 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 to be with God, see, it's, it talks about how Satan come, came along with them as well. And God asked him, so where are you coming from? He said, I'm going to and fro in the earth. To and fro in the earth seeking whom he may devour. So he knew how to connect the two worlds. He knew how to go up and down, up and down, and get the riches that belong to mankind. Amen? So we've got to know our enemy. He, he's a trafficker. He, he's, he's a dealer. But he's illegally dealing. Amen? Yeah, he had access. Amen. Praise be to God. Mm, good word. Good word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, let's go back to... Thank you, Holy Spirit. Let's go back to Ezekiel chapter number 28. Because we dealt with that trafficking. So we need, now we understand that he knows how to connect heaven and earth. 
He knows how to travel the ladder because at one point that's what he did. Amen. Amen. So now Ezekiel chapter number 28, amen, verse number 5 says, By thy great wisdom and by thy traffic has thy increased thy riches and thine heart is lifted up because of thy riches. That's why we have to be careful when God blesses us. Because it was set in a spirit of pride. Y'all not know pride is a spirit? Pride is a spirit. So he got lifted up in pride because of all the things that he was able to, to traffic between the two worlds. Amen? Amen. Now, it says, therefore, verse 6, Therefore, thus said the Lord God, because thou hast set thine heart as the heart of God. Now, let's move over to verse number 12. Because we're dealing with him. We're going to expose him today. We're going to expose him. Same chapter, but we're looking at verse number 12. He says, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the psalm full of wisdom and perfect in where? Beauty. Perfect in beauty. Thou have been, verse number 13, thou has been in where? Eden. Y'all heard that before, hadn't you? Adam and Eve. Eden. He says, thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Hmm. Hmm. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Satan Lucifer, that old devil, Leviathan, the fugitive, he has been in Eden, the garden of God. Now, I, I need to go chapter 31. I, I know I didn't give it, but I want us to have it. Ezekiel chapter number 31. We need to go there. We need to go there. Ezekiel chapter number 31. Ezekiel chapter number 31. Verse number 8. Ezekiel chapter number 31. Dealing with this Garden of Eden. Verse number 8 says, The cedars in the Garden of God could not hide him. Hmm. The fir tree was not like his bulbs, and the chestnut tree was not like his branches. Nor any tree in the Garden of God was like unto him in his what? Beauty. Do you not know we are trees of righteousness? According to the word of God, we are trees of righteousness. Mm -hmm. Now, verse number nine says this. I have made him fair by the multitude of his branches, so that all the trees of where? Eden, that were in the garden of God, did what? Envied him. You know, Satan must have been a, a beautiful creature. All the trees in the garden envied him. Amazing what you can find in the word of God. Amen. It's amazing. Verse number 10 says, Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because thou have lifted up thyself in height, and he hath shot up his top among the thick bogs, and his heart is lifted up in his height, I have therefore delivered him into the hand of the mighty one of the heathen. He shall surely deal with him. I have driven him out for his what? For his wickedness. Do, you, do we not know we can lose our place because of our wickedness? 
If Satan can lose his place, what do you think about us? We can lose our place too. It's amazing. Now, let's go back to Ezekiel. We're almost done. Let's go back to Ezekiel chapter number 28. Let's go back to Ezekiel chapter number 28. Let's go back there. Amen. I'm going to finish it. We'll begin with verse number 13. We're going to finish this up. It says, Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering. Watch the beauty. The sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the ox, the jasper, the, the sapphire, the emerald, uh, the covetous, and gold. And it says, The workmanship of thy tabric and of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thy was created. The workmanship. That word there, workmanship, means ministry. Do you know all the instruments it talked about? <laughs> the tabret, the pipes. His ministry, Satan's ministry, because he, he, he was that angel that covered the mercy seat. And, and, and what the Bible is saying, that music was in, built inside of him, not the external music that we, we have now. That is why the music industry is so wealthy now. Because Satan really was born with all that within him. And they make billions and billions and billions of dollars. It doesn't make any difference what kind of music it is. You know, just think about it now. That they can, they can come up with anything and make money. Remember now, Satan's a trafficker. He, he knows how to connect the two worlds. Now, so he is over music. The Bible says that, and of thy pipes were prepared in thee in the day that thy was created. When he was created, God put music in him. He was musical. He was the instrument. He was, he was the organ. He, he was the keyboard. He was the pipe. He was everything that had to deal with music because God had created it on the inside of him. Wow. 